Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another podcast. Thanks for tuning into this one. Uh, Hopefully some of the topics recently have been beneficial in regards to topics and different things. So wanted to actually get into a particular topic that might be helpful just universally. And I think that's that's the topic of what's it going to take to lose weight? And I did not purposely rhyme that, but what's it really going to take to lose weight? I think there's a, a moment where I've really noticed a difference in between this journey and prior prior journeys. Some of the similarities in the sense that I had similarities that, wow, I was able to get over that first hump of 25 or 50 pounds or 75 pounds. I've lost up to 130 pounds before. I did gain it back and then some, but I've had different moments where I've lost 75 here and 100 pounds here. I've had different moments where I've always had the goal of losing weight, but the problem was I wasn't able to sustain or maintain that weight loss and I just simply gained it back and then some. And so there was a, a common theme or a common understanding that, that I came to along the way that helped me understand what it's really going to take for weight loss. And hopefully from this, I can maybe share some of the things now that I'm uh, getting close to about a month away from my five year kind of beginning of the journey and still maintaining the same weight loss, still maintaining the 300 pound weight loss, you know, now five years later, noticing some of those differences or recognizing some differences from prior experiences to hope to convey and uh, maybe encourage or help your weight loss journey or weight maintenance journey. Now, one big thing about the journey itself is whenever you start something in regards to losing weight, it's gonna be a change. It's gonna be some sort of abrupt, not the way you're doing things and doing it in a completely different way. And because of that, a lot of times why, you know, say New Year's comes around, everyone starts going into a gym or, um, you know, the beginning of the year, I want to start my new health journey. And around February, we start noticing that the gyms thin out a little bit and people step off the journey is because any abrupt change, any abrupt like, oh, I'm all of a sudden going to do this. There's moments where you're initially going to do it, but then there's going to be a moment where you maybe don't do it once or don't do it twice and maybe you're sporadically doing it and it's not really that consistent and because of the lack of consistency it kind of just settles in that you know I'm not going to commit to this because I can't really commit to being consistent and so the different times that I started my journey many years and you know I've been battling obesity for at least 25 years the common theme is whenever I got over the hump of the first 25 pounds was I got into something that I could get adjusted or used to or it fit within my schedule so whenever I started something with it being after work it was never consistent it was never something that lasted I myself am always a early morning riser early morning workout kind of person anything after work is not something I can do and so I noticed a trend that when I got into a schedule that worked with me I was consistent and I was always able to get over that 25 pounds. I didn't learn from prior experiences of knowing that until say now, but I noticed that every time I was successful is because when I scheduled it in the morning and I scheduled it when it was working for me in the morning, I got over that initial hump. Whenever I scheduled it out of the normal good schedule for me, it didn't last. It was something to where I did it for a couple weeks and it just kind of fizzled out. That's probably one big takeaway when you're starting your journey just all together with, you've got to know what works convenient with your schedule. Because if you're going to go too much out of your way to get into this journey, because you're so used to the routine and the flow of things, it's going to be very difficult to 
stay consistent with that or um, keep at it because it's something completely new, com something completely different. So one of the main, main things to be successful initially is to find the best schedule for the integrating of something new where it's not too abrupt, it's not too much of a whoa, but it's something that you can easily settle into. That's why I, I preach and talk about so much on Instagram how a small subtle change, a small habit, a small step means a lot because if it's small, then it's small enough for you to integrate and not be too much of a big change. So if you wanna be successful initially, find something that works for you that's not too much of an abrupt change. Now, to be successful with continued weight loss, it's getting into something that you enjoy. So first, getting into something that's not too abrupt and not too much of a change, but then secondly, getting into something that you can enjoy. Now, obviously, you enjoyed how the life was before. Obviously that I enjoyed the life I was living before because I was eating whatever I wanted. I didn't care about calories. I didn't work out. My schedule was mine, but I was unhappy with how I felt. I was unhappy with the results of me doing whatever I wanted. And so you've got to get to a point where what you're doing is something that you can commit to long-term and something that you can really enjoy. And if you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to stick to it. I mean, who's gonna, I mean, if it's torture or if it's like, oh, who's gonna stick to that? I know I wouldn't. I know, like, what I do now, I enjoy. The fact that I've been robbed recently of the gym being open because all of them permanently closed, I genuinely enjoy putting uh, some weight on the bar, setting up a five station hit rotation, and working out. I enjoy that. And so, because I enjoy it, I can't wait to get to it. I can't wait to get involved with it. So, the big thing that I have noticed now is I would always get over that first hump of mixing or getting into a good schedule that I enjoyed, but secondly, it was actually getting into something that I enjoy. That's why I think the cookie cutter, I have to go to the gym, the cookie cutter, I need to you know, put some heavy weights, I need to go do Zumba, whatever the cookie cutter I have to go do, that's that may not work for you. That may not be something that you're gonna really be able to enjoy and commit to long-term. So know ahead of time before you get into something that you're gonna to have to find something that you enjoy. If it's spin class, if it's Peloton, if it's the gym, if it's working out at home, if it's, hey, promo here, the Dusty Fit Weight Loss Workout Program, where you get 12 weeks of workouts all together with one app, you pay once, never a subscription, and you get all three months of workouts at the touch of your fingerprints. Okay, I lost everybody. Um, no, but uh, whatever your workout regimen, whatever your eating schedule, whatever it is that you're gonna enjoy, that's what you're gonna stick to. That's what you're gonna be okay with. If you're not gonna enjoy it, you're not gonna stick to it. And I, you know, I, I, I struggle sometimes making very firm statements because there's always the other side of the argument. There's always the other side of it on Instagram and DMs. So I say something about, you know, I get my protein sources, I get chicken, or, you know, I get messages about going vegan, I get, uh, I talk about a keto bar that I like and I talk about how keto is the worst thing for you. I get messages about that. And so I always get the other side of the arguments as far as decisions for a particular diet, journey, workout, whatever it is. But you know, I think this is a real firm statement that I can make with no pushback is you've got to get into something that you enjoy. If you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to stick to it straight up. 
you gotta stick to whatever you're going to do, and that's where the success and the, the that's where the success and that's where you're really going to see success is going to come from, is sustainably and in a ma maintaining way, you're able to commit to something long term that three years from now you can still say, yeah, I go to the gym, yeah, I'm doing Zumba, yeah, I'm doing spin class, yeah, I'm doing rock climbing. Whatever it is that you can commit to long term, and I'm talking about the physical exercise or the exercise portion, but as far as the food is concerned too, you know, whatever you can commit to long term, that, that's that's what's going to work. And that's what happened to me on the kind of the big second point of non-success is that I found a schedule that worked. Hey, I lost the first 25 pounds, the first 50 pounds. But after that, I started noticing, man, I don't really enjoy what I'm doing here. And so... I was able to get a good schedule, but I just didn't enjoy it. I just didn't like it. So that's where another opportunity for me to quit is. Now here's kind of the big and, and third, here's the third and big kind of moment of crossing the big threshold. And this might be part of the maintenance side of things and, and the maintenance kind of where not, now I am five years later is there are gonna be moments and I can't tell you when the moment's going to be for you personally. I know the moment that happened for me, and I remember the moment it happened for my wife. And so I, I almost saw it happen to somebody else in where I recognized the real uh, pivot point, I'll call it a pivot point, for someone's success on the journey. And for your particular journey, wherever you are, whether you're you know, just beginning the stages of losing weight, whether you're halfway into your journey or you're in the maintenance uh, side of things, this is a real test on whether it's going to be sustainable five, possibly 10 years, but you know, my goal is to sustain this for the rest of my life. But here's the real kind of testing point that, that I've noticed is when everything, everything is pointing to not do it, you still do it. Or when everything is perfectly positioning itself for you to comfortably skip it you don't and you've got to have at least 15 to 20 times of that before you can really count on what you're doing being sustainable and I remember one of the very first times in my journey it was about three months in it was a Sunday afternoon and so let me paint the picture it's Sunday afternoon we got back from church it was where everyone takes a nap everyone takes a nap my, my wife watches snapped and as she's watching snapped and taking notes uh, this is my cry for help. No, I'm just kidding. I put that on a uh, video recently. It's like, is it weird that my wife takes notes during snap? It was funny. All right. Uh, it's a one-way uh, one podcast here. No one's laughing, so I don't know if this is funny. So I'm just going to keep rolling. So Sunday afternoon, my wife's watching snap. She usually falls asleep um, during that time. It's kind of the Sunday afternoon nap. I'm not really a big fan of naps, but this is typically something to where I would lay down, rest, and uh, watch TV, just kind of binge out on just doing nothing. And I remember that it was my day to work out. At that point, I had been doing two days workout, two days off, two days on, two days off. It wasn't too overwhelming for me. And it was a day that I needed to work out. And everything was telling me, just chill. No, just relax today. Oh, you can skip it. Oh, you can just pick it back up tomorrow. And I remember that moment. I was actually standing at my dining room table and I had that like, blank look on my face looking off in the distance of you know and it was that contemplation time where I could have just decided not to do it 
I could have just decided not to work out, go to the gym. And I remember just staring off in the distance and it was just like this, it was this moment where I recognized a change within myself where I was actually coaching and telling and talking to myself that I need to do this. You know, I've, I've come this far, I've had some success, but I remember so vividly the, the, the pain that the, the beginning feeling when I started this journey of I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to be on the borderline of death. I don't want my doctor to tell me that I might not be around in six months. I don't want to be here anymore. I, I don't. I don't. And I remember really allowing that to really settle in that that was my real pivot point where, yep, I got to go. And I remember my wife actually saying to me, you're going to the gym? I go, just relax. I remember my sister-in-law, um, she's like, you're really going to the gym at this time? And Sunday afternoon at the gym is dead quiet. No one's there. Everyone's either watching football, um, out on the weekend, going to parties, whatever it was. And it was the time that no one else was going. It was just the random attenders at the, uh, at the gym. And it was me showing up a few months into my journey, simply stating, I gotta put in the work. Another day in the books, I gotta put in the work. And there has to be at least 15 to 20 moments of those before you can really consider it being something that you can maintain and hold on to long-term. Because it's when you embrace or encounter the inconvenience of the journey and you overcome the inconvenience that you could really point to your success of long-term results. Because inconvenience is going to be an ever-present thing on your journey. You're gonna experience so much inconvenience on your journey that you're gonna have to get used to making arrangements, and I feel like this is a theme of this podcast, and I'll say it in just a minute. Um, Now I'm stuck with the word of saying what it is, but navigating inconvenience is huge. Because that's what's going to happen again and again and again and again and again and again. And let me just speak to who, anybody who's listening of wondering whether there's going to be inconvenience along your journey. Again and again, again and again, again and again, you will have inconvenience on your journey. But you must find a way to push through the inconvenient times and still put in the work because it is defined in your journey of success, your ability to find a way in inconvenience to still do the work that's needed to be done and still commit to what your goal is, that it's really gonna define whether you're gonna be successful or not. My journey up until now has just simply been, I'm simply acclimating myself to inconvenience and pushing through. And that's why find a way is so big with my journey is because it's understanding that acclimation to the inconvenience is something that I'm just gonna have to get used to. It's something that I'm gonna have to get used to. A big reason why I've kind of noticed my acclimation to this journey versus other times is when the the gym shut down for COVID. When the gym shut down for COVID, the perfect invitation for me to quit, that's it, that's all, throw in the towel. I even have a couple videos on Instagram where I'm trying to follow this Zumba type class and it is a hot mess. My hair is a hot mess. My body is a hot mess. I am the definition of a hot mess. Still trying something in my living room of a workout. And 
going to the parks and trying to develop some sort of circuit at the parks and the park shut down like the gym shut down everything outdoor shut down stay home that's what you got to do and uh, out of that came the find a way garage that we all see and and that i tore apart and i'm going to rebuild when i get to our destination um it's huge inconvenience the gym shut down inconvenience the parks shut down inconvenience me not having anything or any which machine at home to work out inconvenient but it's finding a way in the inconvenience that's really going to define whether your success is going to be sustainable and maintainable long term and so in your particular journey so let me speak directly to you on your journey what inconvenience inconveniences have come your way and have you pushed through in the past have you pushed through what inconveniences could potentially happen in your journey that could deter you from being successful and so in that you know thinking about those things in your journey are you prepared to push through those inconvenience uh, inconveniences and find a way to still put in the work that's the real pivot point you know first understanding that whatever you're going to do whether it's your eating and nutrition whether it's your workout, and I've really focused on the workout side of things, but I mean, we, if we can speak to the nutrition side, you know, what's going to work better for you nutrition-wise long-term? Are, are you really going to be able to commit to meal prepping? Great, you could do it for two weeks, but if you do it for two weeks and just simply fizzle off of that, there, there's no real success that's going to come from it because you're simply going to buy some meal prep containers and just leave them in the cupboard, if I can be real, because it's happened to me, just going to leave it in the cupboard and that's it, that's all. I'm not going to see it again. What kind of eating plan can you commit to long term? What is going to be something so gradual and so simple and so small that you can build upon over the long term? So here's a great example. Soda, I don't want to bust too many bubbles, but soda has no nutritional value. You want to find an alternative with Zevia. Ice drinks you know, is, is a common you know, alternative. Then you can go that route, but there's no nutritional value when it comes to soda. And so when you're looking to make healthy or, or healthier decisions, making a step in the right direction, maybe one of them is getting rid of soda and really committing to, you know what, I've got to do this. I've got to make sure that there's no soda in my house. I don't buy it. I don't go to the store. I find an alternative for it. I, I find other options. Whatever it is, I'm going to find another option for it. And so you do that and you get used to it. You build a habit. Even when it's inconvenient, you still do it. You, you get it out of the house and you commit to, I haven't had soda in X amount of days. I haven't had soda in 10 years or whatever it is. You want to get to that point where you're committing to not having that ever again. And so now your eating habit, you've scheduled it in a way that's not too inconvenient, that you can commit to something long-term. And then the second portion of it is, you know, when we talked about the, the second portion of the kind of the exercise or you know, that first 25 pounds, that first committal moment is finding a schedule that works right for you. Um, the, the second one, you know, is finding what is going to work for you or what's going to be sustainable for you long term. What's going to be something that um, isn't too out of the norm, but is something that you could enjoy. So the second point is really focusing on what can you enjoy? If you're on keto and you don't like it, but you like the results, run far away from keto. Because the big thing, you don't enjoy it. The food portion, if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to stick to it. You're only going to torture yourself for so long. Let's be honest. 
You're only going to torture yourself on this particular diet for so long. So you got to find something that is at your calorie range. If you're at a cal need to be at a calorie deficit, find an eating plan that you can be at a calorie deficit and enjoy. So you can do something long term and enjoy it. You know, a lot of uh, folks that are on the Mediterranean, carnivore, keto, whatever diet you're on, there's, there's going to come a pivot point where you're no longer going to need to be at a calorie deficit because you're at your goal weight. And so at your calorie maintenance, what diet plan can you do that's going to allow you to be successful long term? And so we have a schedule that works for us. Secondly, we have something that we enjoy, something that we can really uh, be okay with. And last but not least, it's when you're, and here's the food portion, when you're out to dinner, what can you conveniently commit to that's inconvenient to stick to? So if you are on a high protein diet, it's going to the Cheesecake Factory and choosing something from their skinny licious line rather than that chicken marsala that's 1800 calories. It's understanding, hey, it's inconvenient, but you've got a goal. You wanna be successful. You really wanna see your end results and so you've got to be inconvenienced and find a way to something that you enjoy, but also you're not too tortured by it. It's a balance. It's difficult. But if you want to be the one above the rest, you've got to find a way. I just read a statistic, actually, that it says anyone that has lost, lost a massive amount of weight, 97% of them will gain it all back. What? 97%. So 97 out of 100 people that lose, lose a, a significant amount of weight will gain it back. So what is what, what in what you're going to do is going to help you be the 3%? How do you become the 3%? How do you be the 3 out of the 100 to sustain that weight loss long term? Those three terms, finding the best schedule, finding something you enjoy, and being able to find a way through the inconvenience, those are huge. Those are really, really huge on being the 3%. Those are really, really huge on being the three out of the 100. And so what's the um, key to success? What's the, um, the bottom line on what's gonna matter when it comes to really getting to weight loss? I would say it's those three. I would say those three are really a, a big commitment, pivot, all in one, what you got to do. And of course, there's details and everything in between. But I think those are really, really good points and really, really good um, things that you can point to to be successful in your journey, to look five years from now, 10 years from now, and say to yourself, you know what? I was able to commit to it because I did this, this, and this. So I'm really hoping that this uh, helps, puts, in, uh, puts it in perspective. Um, I'm uh, actually driving through Utah right now. So if you hear a little background noise, I typically record my podcast while I'm driving. I can simply hit the record, not look at a screen and just simply focus on the road and speak. And so it makes it really convenient for me to do these podcasts on the road. So I am doing this podcast from Utah. I believe I'm just outside of Ogden on my way to Evanston, Wyoming. And I'll probably release this one tomorrow, uh, which is going to be Sunday the 27th. So um, I'm going to release this one a, a day later. Um, so that's it. That's all for this particular podcast. If you have a podcast in mind that you would like me to speak of, I've got another day and a half of driving. And if there's any particular talking points, I've got some in mind, but if there's any particular talking points that you'd like me to speak to, I'd love to uh, chat about it, talk about it, share the journey in, in every which way that can try to help you um, be successful. 
Uh, and I think that's it. That's all for this podcast. I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast, tuning in, especially for the promo halfway through. <laughs> Surprise! Some of you stuck through through the promo of the fit, uh, the dusty fit. Um, but uh, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for all the monthly monthly supporters. Uh, it does legitimately help this podcast. Uh, I have some of you that are just doing a dollar a month. Literally, it's 99 cents a month to support this podcast. That's it. That's all. It automatically comes out every month and it's 99 cents. So if it's not too much for you to commit 99 cents a month to the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. It would really help support the podcast. It would help me know that this is something that would really help continue and help further and commit to you know if no one's gonna if it's not gonna be beneficial uh, I want to make sure that I'm focusing my time on utilizing resources and talking about topics that are going to be useful long term and so when the podcast gets supported it's just kind of that I guess quiver in my uh, or arrow in my quiver just stating hey this is uh, definitely a legitimate resource to speak to things that might potentially help someone's journey. So if you can commit to 99 cents a month, I, Dusty, would appreciate it. Or I think they have a 4.99 or 9.99 uh, option. Uh, those, of course, are a little bit more. I have a couple of you that are doing that, so I want to say thank you to those. Um, that helps above and beyond. But uh, if you can only do a minimum of 99 cents a month, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, but that's it. That's all for this podcast. I will uh, talk to you on the next one. This is number 35, I believe it is, 35. I'm going to go to 50, and then I'm going to start introducing some guests and talking about different guests' journey. One thing. And this is something that I have just been playing around in my head and talking to my wife about. But one thing that I want to do after we get some guests on is that I actually would like to have two to three individuals on the podcast that are starting their journey. And I want to talk to them on their first month, third month, sixth month, nine month, and the first year, and just hear openly what they've heard works, what they've heard not work, what they've heard on social media, what they've heard from coaches. And it's not even somebody that is uh, on the accountability coaching with me, just someone straight up fresh and new to the weight loss health journey and what they hear. And I think it would be so beneficial and useful to hear from someone that is just freshly into it and what they actually hear on what works. Hey, um, you know, this past month I was focusing on doing this because I heard this uh, here that this would work and talking that out and hearing about where that comes from. And I think that would really help us understand on how the diet industry is presented through either major, major corporations or through influencers and what t different people say on social media and how to navigate through that stuff and being successful. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you on the next one. Take care.